Podcast where we recap and discuss a new episode of Degrassi The Next Generation every throwback Thursday from the Degrassi Black Hole. I am your co-host Terry McGregor. I am your other host Chris Sharp. And today we are recapping season four episode 19 titled Moonlight Desires. But before we get into the episode we will get into some trivia for Terry. All right, if you paid attention to the last episode, you know that we're recording these episodes back to back. So if you're like, damn, Chris, you got another damn cold, another damn week in a row. No, it's the same cold for last week's episode, but I'm still waiting this to drop this until later. Not the point. You don't give a shit. (laughs) Anyway, three questions this week. We'll see how Terry does. Bitch, if you don't get this question, I'm literally going to kick you out of here. What? (laughs) No, if you, you better get it. What brand hat is Marco wearing in the opening scene? It is spring summer. <laughs> uh, triple five. So I thought you really wasn't going to get it. And I was like, sis, it was 10 minutes ago that we just talked about this. This is the episode they have met uh, triple five soul in it. That's funny. Yes. Uh, what's the name of Dylan's friend? That's not it. Um, <laughs> apparently she knows the answer. She does. Um, dang it. Is it Isaiah? I feel like you could have gotten this one. It's Eric. Oh my God. Why not like this? All right. How does Eric want to toast to the summer with Dylan? Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I forget what he says, but I just look Dylan. We're toasting to the summer with kamikazes. Or something, something so cheesy, but along yeah. this line. Yeah. All right. Uh, 66.6666%. Good job. You know, I try. Oh, I All right. Me. You got any tidbits? I do. My one random tidbit is just the fact that this episode discusses the previous ban on men who i guess i'm trying to figure out how to word this the best way so marco will get into the fact that he can't donate blood because he identifies as gay um but i did some research because i know recently if you are a u.s listener you know that this ban has been lifted here too um but apparently canada did it canada did it first so as of september 30th 2022 prospective donors will not be asked their sexual orientation during the screening process the policy change comes after canadian blood services submitted a request last year to scrap the rules to health canada which announced it had approved it so something of light to come from this is that this is an outdated issue because this is no longer an issue for donating blood um they will no longer ask you about your sexual orientation per se i think the new like rule or like what they look for is they just like ask people if they're being like safe or stuff like that um so that is something positive to come out of this episode and i think marco would be proud of it yeah see and i didn't realize that they had changed it so recently when i Mm -hmm. last did the rewatch or maybe like a while ago did a rewatch i remember seeing it and being like that's crazy and i googled it to see all the states that don't accept your blood for donation if you have same-sex relationships And I remember being like, how is this still allowed? Because theoretically, Mm -hmm. you should be testing all blood anyway. You should trust no blood. And any Mm -hmm. blood could have HIV in it, regardless of who I'm having sex with. 
And I, I, I just thought it was crazy. Like, how are y'all doing this? And why are you turning this out? Right. I mean, I know why homophobia and lack mm-hmm. of information and a lot of reasons. But I also hate how this episode goes. Um, I think everyone should obviously have safe sex. Mm-hmm. But it's like, first he's told, I mean, I, I talked about this. and We'll get there. And I'll complain about my issue with how this episode went. And I can't imagine that other people don't have kind of same criticisms of it. But mm-hmm. any other tidbits? Nope, that's all I have. We can dive in. All right. So with our plot B, first off, I just want to know how many, how, how there are still so many damn episodes left in this season. There are a lot. And there's not even a lot of two-part episodes left. Like, what? Like, what, what are we doing? What are we doing? Okay, it's three episodes. I just love But that's neither here nor there. And literally one of them is a two-part episode, bitch. So, is it? We're just it is. wrong. We're all wrong. <laughs> wrong. All the time. All the time. <laughs> all right. So, Spinner is working at the dot, which, do you see my shirt? Obviously, oh. he couldn't put the dot on it, but I did um, order two things. Did I send you the picture? I don't think so. Um, I ordered, God, he said his his store was going like he was closing his store what the hell is spinner's government name yes shane shane yes i ordered the shirt and um i have a signed autograph picture that is so funny i saw that he was like closing the store and doing a sale and i meant to send you a screenshot so that's so funny that you got stuff from it (laughs) i hate myself but i am who i am anyway spinner's working at the dot and he's a little bit pissed about it because he's still serving customers and he is servicing a particularly unbearable table of older women who brought a damn dog into the establishment. They act exactly how you would expect entitled old white women to act. Mm -hmm. And I served tables for like five weeks at a golf course and I just want (laughs) to confirm that this is literally exactly how they act. They will ask for so many particular things they will ask for a hamburger with a side, a pickle on the side, lettuce <laughs> for buns, but it wants to be a gluten-free, I don't know, mustard with also on the side an Arnold Palmer, but they want you to bring out the iced tea and the lemonade in separate glasses. They also, there are 13 of them. Every single one of them wants separate checks. Yeah. And they are going to tip you three percent now i just want to be clear i am 110 percent against tipping um i think that your employer should fucking pay you an adequate salary wage whatever that's where i think you should get your adequate fees from i hate this whole little trend where everybody's asking for tips but we know that servers make under minimum wage because you are expected to tip so you know this person makes 250 you've asked for eight to eight separate orders you are asking for a ridiculous amount of subs etc and then you are tipping three percent bitch and this is exactly how they act that should be illegal honestly so, i've never so, worked in like food industry but i can't even imagine and it's like it shouldn't it shouldn't be an option Right. You should be paying these people's wages and it shouldn't. I feel like the reason people will probably say, well, you know, it's because some people are better than others, but you should also hire everyone who's going to be good at the job. 
Like Mm -hmm. if you just hired good employees, you could pay them what you owe them because you are an establishment and you were offsetting the cost by putting a hidden cost into the part, into the consumers, because nobody even knows what the fuck we're tipping anymore. Is it 18, 20, 25, 30? Because y'all keep adding. Y'all are also adding tip, a tip and you're adding a gratuity and you're telling me these Uh are two separate things. Girl, you know what I've seen? Um, I've seen checks recently from like food trucks and like certain places that add a certain percentage to your bill for healthcare for their employees, yep. which is wild to me. Yep. And then they add like service fees. I mean, they're always adding something else on. And it's like, I'm not opposed to paying. Like, tell me how much I owe and charge for it. <laughs> That's right. all I'm asking. My bill is $30. I will pay you $30. Don't put all these stupid hidden fees. An issue I have with all-inclusive resorts is that it's supposed to be all-inclusive tips included, but then people are secretly tipping. So they're getting better service and everybody expects that you're supposed to tip. But you didn't tell me. I can't handle the ambiguity. And so neither can Spinner. He tired of these bitches. Um. These difficult bitches motivate Spinner to go see Miss H. He doesn't have an appointment. He begs to be allowed back into Degrassi. And she is like, nah, fuck you and fuck your mama. <laughs> I don't like how cold she is to Spinner because mm-hmm. Spinner did what well, he wasn't alone. Like right. punishing him for what the acts of the entire student body. He did what he did many things, but he was he did not act alone. And I don't think it's appropriate for her to be this mean to him. But That's he does. He does. Eat, like consequences sure but i just don't like because then she's super cool with like alex and shit that bitch guilty too fuck her it still makes no sense my other question is who is running the front door of this school like who's running the office that's letting people come in you know what i mean because why can't he just show up in the middle of the day now you know it's a teacher shortage at degrassi girl but i i literally had the same thought as you was just like i don't know that she needs to be nice per se but the fact that we're still acting like Rick's death is solely Spinner's fault isn't fair because it's not. Right. You should know the bullying that happens at, at your school on a regular basis. Sis, just in the last episode, they were all ganging up on Emma for catching on to Rhea at the ravine. Right. And where were you at in this, uh, what am I, I was going to say this hotel room, in this office trying to yell at Spinner who just literally is trying to get an education still. Right. But okay, go off. Anyway, uh, she offers Spinner the option of summer school. He gets mad, but she's like, that's it. That's it. That's life, bro. And he, again, he does deserve consequences. Um, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, question. Do you think Spinner should have been allowed back at Degrassi? You know what's crazy is they let Rick's, I know we go over this all the time. We know why we couldn't let, why they couldn't not let Rick back, but we let Rick's crazy ass come back to Degrassi. I think I don't know if he needs to necessarily come back this year, but I think that they should definitely be willing to work with him. I feel like it's kind of hard for me to say. Yeah, I don't know. I think he needed this consequence in order to push Mm -hmm. it to be better. I mean, we saw him slowly decline. He was a jerk season one. He was a jerk season two. He kind of tried to be nice to Paige, but remember how he didn't like getting turned down for Dean when she lied? Mm -hmm. Um he was kind of like her little lap dog in season three ish. But then the minute she did something to kind of shift the balance, he was a jerk again. He was just awful, mean, stealing fries, acting like treating her like dirt and like his little, I guess, servant. Mm-hmm. And I think he needed to be knocked off his high horse so he could try to be challenged to be better. 
Definitely. Like, I'm not mad at him for trying to finish school. I don't know that going back to the grassy wall would bring his friends back anyway, but... But y'all know I'm a school counselor, so I'm all here for restorative practices versus punitive. Mm -hmm. So that's where I'm at. Or maybe y'all didn't know that. Please don't look me up and get me fired because I know y'all see me using making content at work, whatever. Anyway. (laughs) So y'all know Jay is a trash friend because why does Spinner find Jay trying to steal his bike? Did you see that shit? Yes. Not that he said he was so bored that that's what he was doing, though. Like, what is happening? And Spinner tells Jay that stealing bikes is kid stuff. Never mind that he tried to steal your bike. Okay. He suggests <laughs> that instead they steal from Degrassi. So the two end up breaking into Degrassi after dark. And they start doing weird stuff like stacking chairs, I guess. And then they're like trying to prank. And I guess they're looking around to see what they can do. Spinner sees a yearbook and he gets sentimental because he realizes that he misses his friends. He gets mad and throws the yearbooks and we find that he wants to burn them. Burn it. Did I say stand there and look stupid? Burn it. So he runs out to get a lighter and lighter fluid from the science lab so they can burn the books. But Jay steps in and he is asked with a voice of reason because he said, um, sir, I'm not going down for arson. Nah. They get into a fight, but unfortunately, because it's Degrassi after dark, Mr. Armstrong is not there to break up the fight. Surprisingly, <laughs> honestly, do these teachers not live there? Right. Jay assures Spinner that this is not the way to get his old life back. So Spinner finds Miss H the next day, and he asks that the summer school offer remains on the table. She hands him the forms and tells him to not screw up this opportunity. And now, a word from our sponsors. <laughs> All right, we're back from our short break. I guess Caitlin Ryan is back from her HIV AIDS world tour to to film a blood drive at Degrassi. Okay. Alex is displeased because Marco would like for her to dress as a panther. I'm pretty sure that was irrelevant to the entire episode. So irrelevant. Marco announces that he wants to graduate early and move in with Dylan before he goes to school and everybody looks at him like, the fuck? Are you on some Ellen and Sean shit? Or Ellie? (laughs) Spike is having her blood drawn, and she tells Emma that getting her blood drawn is like breastfeeding, only out of her arm. And I just want to let y'all know that I've done both, and that's a fucking lie. I'm so confused about why those two would correlate. It is what? I'm like, why did y'all have this? Who wrote this? It's not. And did I, am I missing out on a joke? Yeah. I need to know, like, am I missing a joke here? Because, I mean, it's not even like, it's it's just not true. And it's also not funny. <laughs> and it's not even like not funny. Like, oh, my God, I'm offended. It's not like that. I just don't know if I'm missing something. And that's why I don't get it. So if you got it and you got why she said that, can you please email us or let us know? Uh, message us on Instagram. I'll, I'll write y'all back during work. <laughs> I just don't understand why they even inserted that line. Like, we haven't spoken to Spike since, well, she did, like, the girls sleepover drinks and all that stuff, but, like, why did they make her say that for all that to just be, like, kind of irrelevant from what you said? (laughs) I'm so confused. I'm so lost, but okay. In case you forgot she's a mother. (laughs) (laughs) Bitches who make it their whole personality. All right. (laughs) Caitlin says she wants to see Marco giving blood for the piece, but when Marco tries to give blood, he's told that his blood is not accepted because he's had sex with another man per their donor policy. 
I mean, I was floored because I didn't know that Marco and Dylan was fucking. But also, I learned in this episode that if you've had sex, if a man who has had sex with a man cannot donate blood. Whenever I watched this several years ago, I was like, damn, as I said earlier. At this point in time as well. So Craig and Ellie present valid questions. Why is Marco's blood any less valuable than theirs? Just because all of the blood is tested. Alex encourages Marco to stop whining and use his soapbox. Caitlin Ryan to complain about the injustice. Marco takes his chance and he asks the nurse on camera to explain why gay men are excluded from giving blood. Now, I'm just going to say, like, she ain't the spokesperson for whatever organization this is. She's just there to collect blood. Okay, she's truly just doing what her boss says to do. And y'all not going to catch me on, on camera slandering my boss. Yeah. And it's also like she didn't make that rule. Like she just has to enforce it or has to ask the question because that's part of her job. Like she's not the one that put that Right. And like, again, none of me is saying that it's right. But from this capitalistic standpoint, bitches need jobs. And for all we know, she does this on the front and on the background, she's lobbying against them. Or perhaps she is telling people how un- unjust this is or unjust this is. But yeah, you're not going to catch me on camera saying that shit. No, this right. is this is my job. I have to pay my bills. Anyway, so she states that it's policy and she can't speak further. So Marco takes it upon himself to speak on the situation. He's on his soapbox, but Mr. H intervenes before the tirade can go much further. Hurt by the outcome of things, Marco shows up unannounced to Dylan's doors, which is always a mistake. And he was avoiding his calls earlier in the day, too, when he was trying to tell him how mad he was about not being able to donate blood, which should have been. Because he was, right. was toasting to the summer with kamikazes. <laughs> should have been obvious he was avoiding you. Yes, he, he walks in on Dylan making out with his friend, Eric. Marco rushes out hurt, and he tells Dylan there are better ways to break up. But Dylan's like, I don't, I'm not trying to break up. I just want to explore my options. I'm at college. So, question. Do you think Dylan is wrong for wanting to have an open relationship with Marco? Yes, because Marco is in high school and Marco is not too in college. So I think what you want to do and then just doing it also, because this is the first time he has a conversation with Marco about it after the fact that you're already messing around with this person in your room. Absolutely not. Like that's very trifling because you couldn't have the conversation and you just assumed that he would be open to it. Exactly. Yeah, I just think the way he went about it was wrong. He not wrong for wanting it. You, I'm not going to slander you for the things that you do and don't want. I am going to mm-hmm. slander you for the way you go about it. And this was wrong. That that yeah. was my issue. You didn't give him the option. Girl, I'm so sick of this cat. I just want to <laughs> you know. In this <laughs> episode, I'm out. also sick of this cat. Marco wonders if maybe the blood donation people were, were right since it turned out that Dylan was cheating on him. And see, this is what pisses me off because everybody cheats. We've been seeing this. Isn't, I mean, we're going to get there. Anyway, Alex reminds the group that her ex screwed around with the entire school and therefore it isn't a gay thing, but maybe it's a guy thing. And Craig is like, not all men. And Ellie's like, mm, in case y'all forgot. Oh, and how's Ash, Craig? Are you back with Manny? It's hard to tell, especially when you secretly dated them at the same time. No no lies were spoken. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it goes back to the fact I'm really pissed. Like, okay, first of all, yes, every, not everybody. Everybody has the capacity to cheat. What I was going to say is everybody cheats. That's not true. Everybody has Mm -hmm. the capacity to cheat. 
And therefore, everyone has the capacity to have unprotected sex. And therefore, everybody has the capacity to become at risk for um, STIs, whatever we're calling them. Uh Sexually transmitted infections and diseases. Okay. So, again, all the blood is tested. But I hate how it's like, well, you can't get blood because you've had gay sex. Because, you know, y'all don't be committed. And then he has... And then... Marco's like, no, I'm fine. I've been safe only for Dylan to be doing dirt on him. I don't know. I just don't like the representation of the gay relationship, like that he's like just sledding around all over college. And of course, he was having unsafe sex because you see gay people have unsafe sex, which is why I like that they kind of brought it back and were like, everybody has the capacity to cheat. But I don't think that that was loud enough because what we saw was a man, well, not a man, a boy who tries to give blood and can't because he's gay and has had a gay sex. And he's like, but I haven't been safe. And then it's like, but you haven't been safe and you didn't even realize it. But that could have been anyone, any of those damn donors. I just don't like the representation. Yeah. Actually, now that you mention it like that, too, I don't like that they put that in the same episode because we very much so could have learned Dylan and Marco were going to break up in another episode because it's the end of the season. But the fact that they made sure to cope these two plots because it's almost like two plots in one like it's about marco but now we're learning that dylan wants to be open all of a sudden the same day that marco goes to donate blood right but it's also like two conflicting things it's like on one Mm -hmm. end you want to bring it to attention the fact that gay people can't donate blood because of theoretically this they might have unsafe sex practices and you're like no that's wrong and then like two scenes they're like but he has been having unsafe sex practices well, right. damn. <laughs> like, are you trying to make me right. be against or for? And obviously, I know the one, like, this doesn't represent everything. So I'm not saying, like, seeing this was like, see, see. But that's what people are going to take away from that because people be stupid. Right. And that's all it takes. Like, that is all it takes for them to be like, no, but they're telling you that that's right. Like, they shouldn't be taking a blow from Marco because look at his boyfriend. <laughs> exactly. See, he out there. Mm-hmm. But again, Alex does bring it back in and say, in case y'all were wondering, my man was cheating on me too. I caught gonorrhea. It was trash. Um, but rewind. Where the hell is Ashley? <laughs> Yo, when you brought up uh, the scene with Ellie, I literally had the same thought. Like, wait, when did we last see her? <laughs> right. That was my first question. Where's she been at? Anyway, Marco just wants Dylan back. And so Craig is like, let's go to his party. Dylan is super happy to see Marco, but while at the party, Marco realizes that his blood donor special is on TV. So he turns on the show only to be disappointed when he realizes that his contribution to the segment was omitted from the final cut. To add insult to injury, Eric wants to toast to the summer with Dylan over some kamikazes and Marco's just like, I am hurt. But continuity error, because hold on one motherfucking minute. Marco (laughs) is still closeted to his father. Look, I had so, the same thought. Why would he want to be on TV? But then I also was like, oh, wow, like this is growth for Marco because, you know, this means he's openly gay, willing to publicly talk about it. He wants it to be on the news, uh, assuming that his parents know, both of them. But I don't remember him having that conversation with his dad. He just told his mom. Yeah, no, his daddy definitely doesn't know because there's a storyline about this later. We have not I'm gotten sure. there. We will get there. But his daddy doesn't know. So you were going to go on national TV? Right, and think no one was gonna tell them. Yeah. Anyway, I just wonder if this is a continuity error. What What am I missing? I feel like they they're usually pretty good at planning a lot of things out. I don't think that these two parts of the episode matched well together, and then we're seeing this mm-hmm. continuity error. It's like, 
Did y'all make a mistake? Yeah, something's wrong. Like, <laughs> y'all switched the script or something. And did nobody said, here's some mistakes we're making. But anyway, for some odd reason, we find Craig and Marco chatting it up on the stairs. And Craig is gassing Marco up. But when Dylan comes looking for Marco, Marco kisses Craig. And Craig is very surprised. The fandom is always mentioning the famous Craig line. When in doubt, kiss Craig. I know, y'all think it's cute. Anyway, I just think it's a little overdone. But that's neither here nor there. Craig was not into the kiss. Marco talks to Dylan. He explains that he does not want to share Dylan with other people. And Dylan is like, "Mm, but I'm trying to be a free bird. So we got to break up. They play some dramatic music in the background and Marco leaves to go cry. I'm sorry. I think I laughed a little bit of that. Anyway, (laughs) Marco shows up unannounced to Caitlin Ryan's job. Don't you know anything about showing up unannounced places? (laughs) He hasn't learned. He inquires about the whereabouts of his piece and she tells him that some people effectively buried the segment, which is interesting because if you recall, her boss is Tomas and he's gay. So who are you blaming this on, Caitlin? Actually. No, is that the. When the fuck do Jay and Silent Bob show up? I know that homeboy shows up. One of them shows up next episode. Okay, that's where we're at. Yeah, right. West End girls. Okay, so we're not there yet. Anyway, her boss right now, I'm pretty sure, is Tomas. And, okay, I mean, I guess everybody, all skin folk, kinfolk or whatever. Sorry, I was trying to remember the phrase. And I'm just going to apply this to gay people who aren't always for everything. But I'm just saying, another continuity confusion or question. Caitlin isn't pleased about it being buried and HIV AIDS being treated in the way in which it is and as solely like a gay disease. Um, So she invites Marco to volunteer with her over the summer in the ever elusive Africa and Caribbean. So which country he's going to, who knows? Is it more than one in Africa? We don't know. And Marco is very interested. So the episode ends. They did whatever with this episode. They sure did. (laughs) Um, do you have any morals? I truly do not have one aside from the fact that, um, this initial rule that they had, which has been lifted, as I said, is homophobic. <laughs> like, I got nothing. They were wrong for this. They were wrong for putting these two things together now that we talk about it out loud. <laughs> yeah. Um, I guess my only moral is from Spinner if we burn, you burn with us. And that's why he tried to burn down the school. It's the fact that it really took, like, you know what you're doing is wild and Jay has to talk you out of it because he'll do anything. Like, right. We, and seeing him do the most since we met him. Anytime you hear Spinner or Jay saying, like, that's actually not okay, you know that you <laughs> need to stop. That's a bad idea. <laughs> All right. Um. Uh... I think we're good. Except for the fact that I have suddenly a stuffy nose. So we're going to go ahead and wrap it up. Next on Degrassi. (laughs) The end of the school year has arrived and the rivalry between Manny and Paige heats up as they go to extreme lengths to one-up each other, culminating into an epic showdown during the prom. Caitlin interviews Kevin Smith, who tours Degrassi Community School as a possible location for his latest music movie, Jay and Silent Bob Go Canadian A. The weirdest fucking plot ever. I know he just wanted to be on the show. It just didn't fit. But anyway. Excuse me. 
That wraps this week's episode of Below the Dot Podcast. If you enjoyed your listen, please tell a friend to tell a friend. Also, like, comment, subscribe to our channel on Apple and Spotify Podcasts. To hold you over between episodes, you can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok under some derivative of the username Below the Dot. Feel free to reach out with any questions, comments, or concerns on either of our social media accounts or email us at whateverittakes385 at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll be back on your airways this time next week. Whatever it takes.